0: This is 680 CJOB. I'm Brett McGarry. This week on The Couch Potatoes, I'll follow up our review from last week with my own take on Captain America Civil War. Plus, I'm Jeff Braun. A lot
1: of your favorite shows are wrapping up this week. We'll run down the finales. First,
0: it's the news from The Couch.
1: Symbols are a language that can help us understand our past. Professor Langdon, the chief of police would like your assistance. I'm not sure how much help I'm going to be here this evening. Dear God.
0: Famed symbologist Robert Langdon is back. I know. Maybe you're thinking, famed symbologist? Who's Robert Langdon? He's this guy. Demons, omens, codes, monks, Da Vinci. Tom Hanks is Robert Langdon, the famed symbologist from the 2006 movie, which is based on the smash hit book by Dan Brown. Then in 2009, we got a second Robert Langdon movie, Angels and Demons. That's Illuminati. The Illuminati were a secret society dedicated to scientific truth. The Catholic Church ordered a brutal massacre to silence them forever. They've come for their revenge. And now... Inferno, for which the first teaser trailer arrived this week. There's a switch. If you throw it, half the people on Earth will die. But if you don't, in a hundred years, the human race will be extinct. (laughs) Here is something strange about the trailer that I stumbled upon. When I first watched the trailer on my phone, on Entertainment Weekly's website, it had a weird audio track. Then when I tried it again at work, same thing. It was only dialogue. Here's what that sounded like. There's a switch. If you throw it, half the people on Earth will die. But if you don't, in a hundred years, the human race will be extinct. Kind of creepy almost, hey? They've since corrected it because I commented on the page saying, What's up with the audio, or the dialogue only audio track? But since it was dialogue only, that lets us put in whatever music we want. I left you a path, the hardest one yet. Only you can finish it. You are humanity's final hope. So, here's the synopsis from Sony. Langdon is on a trail of clues tied to the great Dante himself. When Langdon wakes up in an Italian hospital with amnesia, he teams up with Sienna Brooks, who is played by Felicity Jones, a doctor he hopes will help him recover his memories. Together they race across Europe and against the clock to foil a deadly global plot. It's
1: Dante's Inferno. Dante defined our modern conception of hell, 700 years ago. Why Dante? Why this map
0: of hell? Sony actually released two teaser trailers this week. One in North America, another international. And the international trailer is like 40 seconds longer and has way more stuff in it. It's more of a trailer than a teaser.
1: Sopras created a plague plague exists, do you know how many governments would want it? And what
0: they'd do to get it? Inferno is the fourth book in this series, but the third movie. That wouldn't be the first time, though, that they ignored the order of the books to the movies. Angels and Demons, for example, was the first book, but ended up being the second movie. Now they're skipping The Lost Symbol to get to Inferno, which again, stars Hanks, co-stars Felicity Jones, as mentioned, is once again directed by Ron Howard. It opens October 28th. Without Professor Lennon, no one could find the virus. Oh, my
1: God. Remember the classic diner scene in Heat starring Al Pacino and Robert De Niro?
0: If it's between you and some poor bastard whose wife you're going to turn into a widow, brother, you are going down. What if you do got me boxed in and I got to put you
1: down? because no matter what, you will not get in my way. It was the first time they ever appeared on film together and it was a delight. They had both been in The Godfather Part Two, but did not share any screen time, not until Heat. They would work together again in Righteous Kill. You like carrying a gun? There's nothing wrong with a little shooting as long as the right people get shot. What about the badge? The badge is nice as long as it comes with a gun. One of the worst movies I've ever seen, but I've got a good feeling about their next project because it's going to be directed by Martin Scorsese and something one De Niro certainly has experience with. You talking to me?
0: All uh, right, go
1: ahead. You want me to hit you? I want you to hit me with everything you got. I want you to f***ing lay me out. Go ahead. You talking to me? No, 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 no. You, you insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. No, I didn't Sorry. insult him. I didn't insult you him. insulted him a little bit. Who the f- do you think you're talking to? You want to get rid of me? Here I am. Go ahead, get rid of me. It will however be Pacino's first time working with Scorsese. The new movie is called The Irishman. They're still trying to get the money together. You can probably blame garbage like Righteous Kill for people not jumping forward to fund this thing. Joe Pesci would be in the movie as well, a rare appearance from him. He doesn't work much anymore because he doesn't want to. So there are still some balls in the air, but let's keep our fingers crossed for The Irishman. We've been face to face, yeah. But I will not hesitate. Not for a second.
0: Maybe that's the way it'll be. Or who knows? Well, maybe we'll never see each other again. This may be one of the worst ideas I have ever heard. Fox has given a series order to the exorcist. What an excellent day for an exorcism. (laughs) It is hard to imagine seeing any other screen version of The Exorcist other than the classic film from 1973, still one of the greatest films ever made. Well, then, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Damien Karras. And I'm the devil. Now kindly undo these straps. If you're the devil, why not make the straps disappear? That's much too vulgar a display of power, Karras. But I guess I should point out that the film was based on William Peter Blatty's book from 1971. And this series will be a modern reinvention inspired by the book will follow two different men tackling one family's case of demonic possession how long are you planning to stay in reagan until she rots and lies stinking in the earth the exorcist is just one of a bunch of shows ordered by fox this week here's another one i wanted to point out
1: go oh! go oh! oh! raj meet you new partner
0: new partner <laughs> too old for this Yep, yeah. Lethal Weapon is getting a TV reboot on Fox. We first told you about this a few months back in October. Now it is confirmed. There have been four movies in the Action Buddy Cop series, which starred Mel Gibson and Danny Glover as Riggs and Murtaugh. The first one in 1987. If these guys
1: can just stand each other... What you got in there? Boy and Smith? A lot of old-timers.
0: Carry those. The bad guys don't stand a chance. The sequels in 1989, 1992,
1: and 1998, and now they're rebooting it for TV, and I am annoyed. Suppose we better register you as a lethal weapon. You ever met anybody you didn't kill? Well, I haven't killed you yet
0: more news from the couch next you are listening to the couch potatoes welcome back to the couch potatoes i'm jeff he's brett and we are continuing now
1: with our news from the couch you clearly don't know who you're talking to so let me clue you in i am not in danger Skylar. i am the danger a guy opens his door and gets shot and you think that of me no i am the one who knocks Breaking Bad star Brian Cranston is working on a new TV show. He's set to executive produce and act in Electric Dreams, The World of Philip K. Dick. It's a 10-part anthology series based on that author's short stories. The acclaimed sci-fi writer has had his work turned into a lot of things over the years, like Blade Runner. I've seen things you people wouldn't believe.
0: <laughs> Attack ships on fire the off- shoulder
1: of a lion. There was Minority Report.
0: Okay, Jan, what's coming? Double homicide. One male, one female. Killers male, white, 40. Set up a perimeter and tell them we're on route. I'm
1: placing you under arrest for the future murder of Sarah Marks. Give the man his hand. And just a few years ago, the Adjustment Bureau. What is this? We
0: are the people who make sure things happen according to plan. We monitor the entire world. You've just seen behind a curtain that you weren't even supposed to know existed. I like that one a lot. Dick also
1: wrote the stories behind Total Recall, A Scanner Darkly, Paycheck, and Next, which is a laughably bad Nicolas Cage movie, although the premise was sort of neat. This 10-part anthology series of Cranston's will be made for a British TV network, but I'm sure it'll find its way across the pond. Who messes with the blowfish, Jesse? Nobody. You're damn right. I'm a blowfish. You are a blowfish. Say it again. I'm a blowfish. Say it like you mean it.
0: I'm a blowfish. Blowfish. Yeah.
1: The weirdest trailer I've seen in a long time came out this week. It's Kevin Smith's Yoga Hosers. Colleen. Colleen. Colleen
0: Steve. Colleen. Colleen.
1: Colleen Squared. Here we go. Are you happy, Miss Wickland? You killed Colleen. The two lead characters are called Colleen. It stars er, it starts Kevin Smithy enough. The trailer Smith, by the way, is referred to in a title card as Human Hockey Jersey Kevin Smith, which is kind of funny. Like I said, it starts Kevin Smithy enough with the two high school girls bored at their jobs at a convenience store. Hunter Callaways here. Hunter Callaways here. Oh my God! Could you stop being so basic? I would like to
0: invite you both
1: to my party. A senior party. A senior night. Your boys only invite sophomore girls to parties for one thing. So it looks like a high school party movie or something, but then they meet a decidedly weird and creepy man played by an unrecognizable Johnny Depp in weird and creepy old man makeup. Bonjour. You're the legendary manhunter from Quebec. Yes, I am that man. Both of you to help me solve this quite queer case. Holy cow, it's actually a horror movie. Well, a horror comedy anyways. And the bad guys appear to be Nazi-shaped bratwurst that jump off the shelves of the convenience store and start killing. Who's the bratwzies? What is a bratwzie? It's like a foot-talk Nazi and it's made of bratwurst. Destroy everything that threatens anyone or anything that you love. That's the yoga way. We can do this. We do tons of stupid stuff with our adults all the time. It gets really weird after that. See for yourself on our Facebook page or Twitter. Just search potatoes 68 on either of those. Oh, and by the way, the two Colleens are played by Harley Quinn Smith and Lily Rose Depp, Smith and Depp's daughters. Yoga Hosers is the second entry in Kevin Smith's True North trilogy, Tusk came out two years ago where an old man in rural Manitoba transformed Justin Long into a walrus. This is a spin-off of that. The third movie will also be a spin-off. It's to be called Moose Jaws, which Kevin Smith describes as Jaws with a moose, which is the best title ever. Yoga Hosers Mean Times opens July 29th. I'm thinking that we should all be very afraid right now. <laughs> Maybe we should Instagram it. Ooh, right?
0: That is the news from The Couch. Up next, we'll tell you if there's anything worthwhile coming to home video this upcoming week. You are listening to The Couch Potatoes.
1: The greatest gift a grandson can give his grandfather is a hot college girl who wants to have unprotected
0: sex with him before he dies. Yeah, most grandpas just want toffee or socks. Downtown! Brett McGarry with Jeff Braun. We are The Couch Potatoes, having a look at what is coming to home video this week, be it Blu-ray, DVD, digital HD, and the like. And Jeff, what was that? That was another
1: winner from Robert De Niro. Dirty Grandpa, starring De Niro and Zach Efron. And I was being
0: sarcastic. It was not a winner. It got horrible reviews and didn't make any money. 10%. On Rotten Tomatoes, I found that shocking. The trailer looked r- funny. Yeah, it did look funny, and but I guess I guess it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I guess the all the best stuff was people, in the people trailer. People just
1: keep wanting De Niro to be funny. He's hit and miss with comedies. He's really funny in Meet the Parents. Uh, the first Analyze This had its moments, but by and large, he's not really that great a comedic actor.
0: Which is too bad. There's a uh, season three of one of your favorite shows. season
1: three of orange is the new black which i just finally finished watching on netflix (laughs) like two weeks ago that that, that has it's one of the greatest season finales i've ever seen really there's a section the last 20 minutes are just brilliant so that's good if you really like your orange is the new black and don't want to just stream it you want to own it you can get that i think there was a new trailer for season four this week for that i think so as well i don't think i've seen it yet okay uh, Kindergarten Cop 2, I remember we talked about that.
0: Yes, with the Swede who will make you bleed, Dolph Lundgren. Who has a PhD in what? Oh, that's One right. of the
1: sciences.
0: <laughs> He's a very smart guy. And he makes directive film <laughs> or directive video sequels to movies that came out in, what, 1989?
1: Yeah, something like that. Oh, man. Uh, there's a show called Mr. Selfridge, the final season of that is out, that's, uh a BBC or another British network show. Uh, I've never seen it, but all my friends that like Downton Abbey watch it and they say you should watch that one too.
0: So, Do you remember Cop Rock? I remember hearing about it, but I never saw it. From 1990, it was uh, from creator Stephen Bochco, who's done all kinds of great cop shows like Hill Street Blues, and it was a musical and it was a completely failed experiment. It lasted 11 episodes. But at least he tried. And finally, there's something called The Witch, which was a very well-reviewed horror movie. So that's what's coming to Blu-ray, DVD, and digital HD is Gods of Egypt, starring Gerard Butler and Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Sorry, Tommy.
1: You know I wouldn't do this if I had any other choice. But he's my friend. So was I.
0: Brett McGarry and Jeff Braun, we are The Couch Potatoes. It is time now for my take on Captain America: Civil War, a movie that Jeff reviewed last week. And what did you give it, Jeff? Four couch cushions out of five.
1: All right. Couldn't quite remember there. I'm still not even quite sure that that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> it was either four or four and a half. It was four, I believe. It was four. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: so I went to see it on the weekend. Jeff was able to get into the uh, midweek sort of premiere screening. So I went barely, and checked it out. after
1: going to the wrong theater first, but that's
0: another story. <laughs> <laughs> how much stress did you feel when that happened
1: a lot I oh I've never been felt that nervous in traffic for years
0: it's ha- it, that's happened to me once
1: across the city in half an hour
0: really yeah, yeah that's that's exactly what happened to me I went to the wrong theater we have a, uh, a theater right beside work and walked over there and they said it's not here it's at this one that's 30 minutes away so <laughs> I I made it there, I think, with 10 minutes to spare. So anyway, uh, I didn't get to go to the screener, but Jeff did, and I went to see it on the weekend. And I would, I'm basically in that same ballpark. I just loved this movie. And the... Re- the overall reviews have been positive. It's at 90% on Rotten Tomatoes the last time I checked, and its box office was was pretty substantial. It was a $179 million opening weekend. That's the fifth best all-time behind Star Wars The Force Awakens, which was almost at $250 million. Jurassic World, Marvel's The Avengers, and Avengers Age of Ultron. So uh, Marvel has top five. They've got three of the top five, and it's just killing it worldwide. It will probably be over the billion-dollar mark worldwide by the end of this weekend. And I think what worked for me is just how... I was amazed at how balanced the movie felt. And, Jeff, I mean, a lot of the things I'm going to be talking about here are essentially just regurgitations of what you spat out last week, but uh, despite the sheer number of characters, 12! 12 people in that fight! There you go. And uh, it was just so balanced. I never felt like uh, this person got shortchanged or that person got shortchanged. Or
1: you couldn't figure out who was doing what with whom and why. Yeah. Like it made sense. It was easy to follow.
0: It really did make sense and I, and I, I liked how serious it was as well without being dark for the sake of it being dark. You know, there were some complex themes that were taken on here. But at the same time, it never got too serious. There was just enough humor and in fact, I think all of the humor that they had in this was Perfect. I thought it was perfectly timed. It was perfectly written, perfectly edited. It was just perfect. And Spider-Man, uh, you mentioned I think last week you have a spot for Toby. Toby's. I, when I think Spider-Man, I think
1: Toby Maguire, and I, probably just because he was the first one. Still with Superman, I still think Christopher Reeves. So.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And to, I, I like Toby Maguire as Spider-Man. I thought Andrew Garfield was cool as well, but I, I kind of think this might be my favorite because <laughs> I, I, I like that he was. A teenager who who was believable as a teenager.
1: He's, yeah, I don't know if it's because I got older, because, you know, it's been 15 years since the Tobey Maguire one. Yeah. So is it like is because I'm older, or is he younger than actors
0: that usually play Spider-Man? I think he's the youngest. Okay. I believe he's 19, and I think Tobey was in his 20s. Uh, when he did that 1st Spider-Man. And he just has that... He really captures that kind of nerdy teenage energy. Uh, There's that one scene in the the TV spots that they've been airing where he says, Whoa! To a guy he's fighting, he says, Whoa, dude, that's really cool. You know, he just comes off like a teenager. And uh, I I was just... He just, you know, he seemed excited and just happy to be there. And as a Spider-Man fan, I was excited and happy to see him there. It was so... So exciting for me to see him take part at last in the Marvel Cinematic Universe proper. So that was great for me. And I liked how to counter, when you think of Spider-Man as a new character of sorts, when you think of him, the two new characters they added, Spider-Man, who was light and fun. And then you had the Black Panther, who was... Deadly serious. Deadly serious, yep, for good reasons. And he was really cool. I thought his costume was amazing. Yeah, that was rad. And uh, his powers were cool. And just his background, his, we eventually see his home country. Just I really like the possibilities they have opened up with this character. His name is Chadwick Bozeman, by the way. That's what I forgot last week. Yeah, <laughs> I meant to tell you, too. I'm like, Chadwick Bozeman. But then I forgot to tell you after you <laughs> forgot. We clearly have our minds elsewhere uh, a lot of time. I uh, enjoyed the exploration of emotions and revenge in this. We you know what Because they, they really managed to, to fit a lot of sort of thought-provoking stuff in here. Like, what drives people to do what they do? How far will they go uh, in the name of what they believe in? Uh, you know, what is right and what is wrong? Should they be allowed to roam free? Should they be kept in check? Arguments can be made for both sides. What's right or wrong? And and I don't really think you can say to any of these characters, you're you're wrong. No,
1: and, and the themes are so well woven together, like, near the end when um, there's a turn in the plot or a new aspect of the plot comes to light it still fits in thematically with everything else we've seen before even though it's not directly connected and it's just like you just don't see that you it's rare for a regular movie to be done that well never mind a superhero movie and and it's just another example of everything that captain america civil war did right that batman versus superman screwed up royally
0: well and, and yeah like they the, 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 even
1: like with you know parental issues
0: well, the the per, the fight, for you're right, but the parental issues, uh, they didn't get that right in bat in Batman versus Superman. The fight involving all twelve of the heroes, I thought was amazing because it was fun. You know, yeah. none of the heroes really wanted to hurt each other. They wanted it to end peacefully, and. Well, except for Black Panther. He had some real skin in the game. He was there for he was he had a bone to pick. And he wasn't friends with any
1: of them ahead of time.
0: Exactly. But I thought that the that made the fight fun because we got to see how the their powers matched up against each other. So it was amusing to see them fight, whereas I did not enjoy at all watching Batman try to murder. Superman flat out kill him that's true
1: in this case in Civil War it's just one group wanting to stop another group from carrying out their plan or whatever yeah it's like we want to stop you we don't want to hurt you we don't or we certainly don't want to kill you yeah but yeah which is you know polar opposite was of what Batman was doing
0: and I think one of the reasons why the fight also worked is because we already have so much invested in these characters because we've been following them now for years I mean Iron Man came out in what was it 2008 yeah this is a long roadmap that marvel has carefully planned out across about a
1: dozen movies 13 if you count the guardians of the galaxy although they weren't anything to do with this one
0: Uh, yeah no yeah i think they're they're going to be coming i would assume they're going to eventually cross paths oh for sure but uh, so we we are, have so much invested with these characters, you know. We feel like we're almost a part of the Marvel family, as it were, because we've watched so many of these movies. Whereas the fight in Batman versus Superman meant nothing because we don't really know either of these characters. Just all around. I thought this movie was great. A lot the performances were great. Chris Evans, particularly Robert Downey Jr., he brought something to this character that we have not yet seen. His character being Tony Stark, Iron Man. Anthony Mackie, I thought, just had some great lines. He's a, he has good timing. <laughs>
1: he does. He's very good. He knows- He's
0: Solid. Like i said, I said it before. I said it at Christmas time when he was in
1: that Christmas movie with Seth Rogen the night before. Yep. And it was just like it's like this guy. There's you put him in your movie and your movie is better and that's all there's to it.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's serious, doesn't matter if it's comedy. Yeah. I believe he's playing Martin Luther King Jr. in, a, in an HBO movie coming up where uh, Brian Cranston plays uh, Lyndon Johnston. Right. I have uh, a couple of minor quibbles for complaints, the biggest of which uh, I think I wish the relationship between Bucky and Cap would have had more meat on the bones. I thought that there should have been more emotion there. Uh, and also I just felt like overall, maybe not enough Captain America. I know that this was essentially more an Avengers movie, but it's his name on the title card. Martin Freeman, love Martin Freeman, but his accent, what was that? His accent was goofy.
1: And uh, I don't even know how necessary he was, period. Yeah. Like, why do you need like a big name actor to do that little role? It was bizarre. They've got plans for him down the road or something like
0: that. Yeah, it was distracting, I thought, and you're you're exactly right. The mysterious villain and the resolution to that particular storyline, I felt, was sort of weak, which is typical of Marvel because they can't really seem to nail it on the bad guys. Although Loki is super fun, but he's not... Uh, he, he's evil, and he's, but he's fun. He's likable. He, we need a, a good, dark villain that we root uh, actively root against. But I suppose at the same time, this wasn't so much a movie about a bad guy. It was about the good guys disagreeing on what is right and wrong and the consequences of their decisions. So you didn't really need to push all that aside for a big, super bad guy. Other than that, I thought this movie was near perfect, got really serious without being gritty or dark for the sake of it, and it had wonderful levity, which I felt like it was never cartoonish or juvenile. That's how it came off to me. I will give it four and a half couch cushions out of five. It might be my favorite yet. I need to let it sink in a little bit before I can officially rank them all.
1: That makes sense. Mine's still the Winter Soldier, I think,
0: but I'm going to see Civil
1: War again tomorrow night. Okay.
0: (laughs) I'm going to be seeing it again soon as well. So, And that's that's what I, I, I've said before. I'm going to go see it again. I'm going to go see it again, and I never do. But much like Star Wars The Force Awakens, I am compelled to go see this one again, uh, maybe even a third time down the road. Who knows? Up next, we're going to tell you what is coming to an end this week on your television. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to The Couch
1: Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's Brad, And now we're going to look at some of the finales coming this week.
0: Very special, Agent Anthony DiNozzo. How may I help you? Next Tuesday. You be
1: there for Michael Weatherly's final episode of NCIS. I'm really gonna miss you, Anthony DiNozzo. take care of yourself. <laughs> The finale of NCIS, which we know stands for Navy Cops Investigating Stuff. Still one of the most popular shows on TV. And uh, I guess that agent there is leaving the show after Low these many years, so that'll be a big deal. They always usually have a big cliffhanger ending at the end of their seasons too. Like an explosion and you don't know who blew up or... That sort of thing.
0: That's true. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's on Tuesday, but let's back
0: up a bit. On Sunday, there's a few. Once Upon a Time, do you still watch that? No, I gave up on that. It's a good show. I just sort of, I think I, it was one of those shows where I had 10 episodes piled up, and I knew I would never get to them, so, so I dropped just it. Just let it go.
1: Uh, the Family over on ABC on Fox, Last Man on Earth. That's the Will Forte sitcom where he's the last man on Earth, but not really. i have I've a few behind on that. I still watch it. It's It's still pretty funny most days i like to watch sitcoms while I eat, but that one's has a lot of gross stuff in it, so I, that's what—that's literally why I'm behind on it. Okay. Yeah. And Quantico on ABC, which was a big deal news show this year. Because it, of course, features what? Um, Quantics? I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, <laughs> well, Hot FBI Agents, yeah, right? Sexy FBI Agents. <laughs> yeah, and they made a point in the promo of telling us how sexy they but are.
0: But it turned out to be actually quite a big hit. I feel sort of stupid that I didn't watch it. Yeah. Well, you should feel that way anyways. Moving on. (laughs) I'm just kidding.
1: On Monday, Mike and Molly, it's the series (laughs) finale because... Oh, what's her name from Ghostbusters? Melissa McCarthy. Has finally realized she's far too big a deal to be on a crappy little
0: sitcom like that. Well, I don't know about that. She publicly expressed sadness that they were canceling the show. Really? Yeah. I th- I don't know if it was... That, that That could be the whole public thing. It might have been her behind the scenes saying, I want out, Yeah. but who knows?
1: Although I saw an interview with her, wasn't too long ago, it was in the last year, and she she liked it because she she's a husband and a home and kids and... The sitcom work is a steady paycheck, and it's easy on the family schedule or whatever, because it's just the same spot all the time every week. And yeah, so but there you go, Mike and Molly fans. Last chance on Monday to see that as well. Jane the Virgin, Castle, and Bates Motel are all wrapping up Monday night. Okay. On Tuesday, the aforementioned NCIS, as well as Agents of Shield. Are you up on that? Yep. There you go. I'm
0: enjoying is it, been it. Good. Yeah, it's been really good this year. All right, Chicago Med. I've never heard of that. It's like the Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, Chicago Med. Oh, they did at a hospital show. Yeah, you just
1: need a lawyer show now. Oh, yeah. Chicago Law coming next fall on NBC. Also, uh, NCIS Quantum Leap, the New Orleans one, and Chicago Fire, of course. After Chicago Med, so that's on Wednesday, or that's next Tuesday. On Wednesday,
0: Survivor. Oh yeah, it's been good this year again. Yeah, it, it kind of it started good, and then sort of had a lull, I thought, and then the last couple episodes, it's really picked up. Most seasons have at
1: least a little bit of a lull. Yeah. Where some jerks sort of take over the show for a couple of episodes, which I think is what happened this time. Or sometimes it just gets predictable for like three weeks in a row because this is the way it goes sometimes. Yep. As well, the middle wraps up The Goldbergs, one of my very favorite shows, wraps up on Wednesday for the season Empire, Modern Family, and Blackish. And then moving to Thursday, Grey's Anatomy, still on. DC's Legends of Tomorrow, which
0: I am caught up on. The
1: Blacklist, The 100, The Catch, and Mom.
0: There you go. That's quite a bit. And then uh, just to quickly mention as well, on Friday, on the 20th, uh, Grimm on NBC, The Originals, and I guess if you're into Shark Tank. And if you watch Banshee on HBO, uh, that's going to be its series finale. Ooh. So pretty busy week. And then after that, just looking at the calendar, there is another busy week ahead. So we will tell you all the stuff To watch out for, to set your PVR for finales for that week when we do The Couch Potatoes. Next week, you're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry and Jeff Braun, we are The Couch Potatoes. Just with about 30 seconds left here, Jeff, this lethal weapon business on Fox. Is ridiculous. It's just, it's such a name grab. And I mean, we shouldn't
1: be surprised by it because Hollywood does that sort of thing all the time. But this is like, it's just a cop show. It's a buddy cop show. Every year, there's a bunch of them, new ones. And it's just like, I just don't understand why, oh, there's a hit movie 30 years ago, let's use the name from
0: that. And CBS had Rush Hour, which debuted a few weeks back. I've heard nothing about it since. No. So I don't know, I mean, not that Rush Hour is iconic like Lethal Weapon is, but... I guess
1: maybe they're just hoping to get like a sort of like, a, like a Hawaii Five O kind of thing, where it's like it's not really a huge show, but it's passable.
0: That's all the time we have. I'm Brett, he's Jeff, we are the Couch Potatoes, remember... If it requires getting up off the couch, don't bother. This is 680 CJOB.